Welcome to Plastic Model Mojo, a podcast dedicated to scale modeling, as well as the news and events around the hobby, where we hope to be informative and entertaining and help you keep your modeling mojo alive. Covered, Dave. You're covered enough to kick out a special episode 69 of Plastic Model Mojo. Barely, <laughs> and and I mean barely. <laughs> My voice is a little raspy still. It's fine in the morning, but man, by about three o'clock, it's it's fading on me. And uh, I've tried to be good here this evening to try to have a voice for this, but man, we talked a lot over the last weekend, man. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, by by the time we left uh, Omaha, I had lo- pretty much lost my voice. It was kind of a quiet car ride back to, back to Louisville. But um, <laughs> right now, because I'm a lawyer and I talk to people on the phone for a living, you know, it was kind of tough to go straight back to work with little or no voice, but it's finally... It's finally getting back there um, another day or two, and I'll probably be back to normal. Man, it's, it's tough to go back to work on Monday without saying a word to anybody. This <laughs> Monday Monday afternoon, John Bonani and I were, were messaging each other, and we both figured out that it was a mistake not to take Monday off. Probably was. He'd been off all week, though. So Yeah, yeah. Well, my problem was all the stuff from SpaceX 25 came back from Kennedy the day before I left for Nats. And uh, I told the kids, a.k.a. young engineers, uh, if you need something in the boxes till I, before I get back, help yourself, but don't leave them a disheveled mess. Well, apparently disheveled mess to a 54-year-old is a lot different to a 23-year-old. <laughs> kids nowadays you'll get you'll whip them into shape well enough about going back to work after the nats obviously we've been to the national convention and we are back and we've got a a lot of stuff from you from the show floor but before we get into that dave since we've been back or since the last episode even what is up in your model sphere i just came back from the nats spending a bunch of time with some of my best friends you know obviously my 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 mojo and my my spirit is high but the the thing that really more than anything else that jazzed me at the at the show was all of the people who came up to our table who are listeners who said hello to us and what i noticed was the ones coming up and they had this kind of grin that they couldn't wipe off their face all of them were first-time attendees, and all of them were telling me that it was even better than I said it was. And, you know, they were clearly just having a great time. And, you know, if you can bring that much joy into a, another modeler's life, that that's great. I, I was thrilled. I was thrilled. They were thrilled. And uh, it's it's great to see to see somebody experienced the nationals for the first time. So that, that jazzed me for sure. How about you? I will confirm that. Yeah, we had a lot of those. Uh, in fact, a few were not only their first national convention, but their first model show ever. And we've got one of those 
<laughs> in a soundbite a little later, but we'll get to that later. But, uh, you know, I saw the, the Plastic Posse podcast M4, M3 group build, and I saw the Model Geeks A4 Skyhawk group build. And I tell you, they both did a great job. Yep. They both had nice participation. But Scott's gang knocked it out of the park in particular. I mean, that there not only was there a lot of, of M3 and M4 tanks there, and every variant under the sun, really. Yeah. Uh, all of them were really well done, and, and some of them were exceptional to the point that it was very generous of the folks who built those to put them in that collection because they would have stood a chance on the table. Mono on the table. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely echo your sentiment. Both the group builds were fantastic. The PPP group build was A, huge. I think they ended up with 69 or 70. B, the quality was consistently good from top to bottom. You know, if you're doing a group build with that many modelers, it's hard to have a consistent level of quality, and it was there. And the variety was amazing because it wasn't just a bunch of Shermans. I mean, there were all sorts of of variations, markings, uh, subtypes, one-offs, weirdos. Uh, it was it was impressive. It was, and you know, there are a lot of nice A fours too. But I, I, when you said the segue into what my model spheres actually about was that the group build set it up but our friends over at model geeks may have another one cooked up and i think i'm going to give this group build thing a a uh, a revisit all right and uh it's theirs to announce so i'm not going to say anything more than that other than you can probably expect one from those guys yep. shouldn't be any surprise or secret uh but it's, it's it's again it's theirs to announce but uh i right now Unless I change my mind, which I don't think I will, because you're going to hound me about it. Uh, yes, I uh, am. I'm going to I'm going to give this thing another go. All right, all right. I, I know the the geeks will be thrilled, and I know PPP is doing an, a group build for next year as well. Again, there's to announce, but uh, you know, I think that's a great tradition. We're all about, at least in our our podcast, and I think the others as well. Part of the motivation is more modeling and that's a great way to get more modeling going is to to hold those group builds well i think i needed an intersection between a group build and what i was interested in yeah that always uh, helps i i I think well i think that's that's the only way for me yeah me too so i think uh i think we may be there good Good. You know, Mike, it's a shame that neither one of us have a, a modeling fluid tonight. You know, just it, it, we just couldn't find any. There was none around, right? Uh, uh, no, I don't think that's the truth. It was like it was going to like a really well-stocked grocery store and trying to decide between uh, 15 brands of peanut butter. Yes, it was. We have very, very generous listeners, and it was an awesome time. And I think we'll have a lot of n- new modeling fluids for for the foreseeable future. So uh, I think I think we may make it till the end of the year at least. I, I'm I'm almost positive we'll make it to the end of the year. So what one did you choose? I chose Driftless Glen, 
It's a bourbon, but it's not from Kentucky, Dave. It is from Baraboo, Wisconsin. Baraboo, Wisconsin. I think I know who gave us this, uh, but I'm, I'm out of fear of crediting it wrong. I'm going to refrain. If you gave that to us, email Mike's just so he can confirm that he he thought what he thinks is correct. Uh, I think it may be the person who gave us some uh, Wisconsin beer glasses. Yes. Anyway, 96 proof, Baraboo, Wisconsin. And this will be a fun wrap up. So what about you, Dave? Well, I've got the Ava Gardner Private Select from a distillery down in North Carolina called Seven Jars. 101 proof, lovely golden color, and uh, it was given to us by Bob, the voice of Bob, right? Bob Bear from Charlotte. Uh, Bob unless, Bear from uh, Charlotte. Unless we're mistaken. Yes. And if we're mistaken and you gave it to us and not him, Email us and let that let us know that as well because <laughs> we didn't think to we never thought that we would need to write down who gave us what we we have figured that out now and in the future we will we've got we've got stickers and and a pen so we're gonna we'll we're gonna that cure covered, that hopefully. problem yeah <laughs> so we can talk about the the fluid at the end and see how see how they both went down. Well, until then, we've got uh, several segments that we recorded live off the show floor. We had our, our table in the vendor room at the IPMS National Convention again. And, uh, man, we just had a lot of fun. Our, our first segment here is just is uh, you and I. I think, uh, <laughs> yep. I, I think this was recorded Thursday morning. I think it was recorded Thursday morning after the Wednesday night get-together. Yeah, at the Mojo Dojo, which was uh, quite eventful. Yes, it was wonderful. Well, let's go ahead and have a listen to that one. We made it, Dave, and in good time. Not bad. I was, uh, I was surprised. We we were expecting about ten, ten and a half hour trip, and it didn't turn out that way. No, eight and a half, eight forty-five, and we we rolled in. And- Good time to see everybody, even peek in the vendor room. Yep, get our registration packets. Uh, You know, they have this thing well organized. The the guys here in Omaha are experienced at this. And, uh, you know, it was easy peasy to get your stuff, get your registration. They had our table set up for us. Uh, You know, what's not to like? Well, Wednesday, the first Wednesday, first day of this convention was kind of over the top for at least my experience in the limited number of national conventions I've been to, but I think everybody's right. This was an epic Wednesday, first day. I I have never much been a fan of Wednesday because in the past, Wednesday is when people drift in and half the vendors aren't there, et cetera, et cetera. This was not like that. All Almost every vendor was already in and set up. The number of people here for Wednesday was... Twice what it normally is. Uh, the vendor rooms were hopping. The the uh, meet and greets were were amazing. Uh, I I I was just amazed by it. It's not like I've been to twenty six of these and I've never experienced a Wednesday like this. Well, hopefully that's a sign of things to come for Wednesday. And I think it is. 
I do. Th I do think that that um, you know that IPMS USA is actually pushing to try and get Wednesday to become a more full day of the convention. So, well, as we were talking earlier, you know, it's kind of about possibly about room nights. Yes. and getting people here on that day to get the room nights to get the to get the venue rate they want. So I hope it is because. I tell you, it started when, as soon as we got here. We started running the people. People recognized <laughs> us and remembered us from other shows. And then we had the uh, little informal meet and greet down in the atrium. Yep. And that was fun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then we had the first night in the Mojo Dojo. Yes. The, I don't know about you, but uh, the first night in the Mojo Dojo exceeded my expectations. Uh, well, I think it exceeded the hotel's expectations, too. <laughs> we we did get a very polite little visit from hotel security asking us basically not to have. We had so many people show up that we had folks out in the hallway in front of our room. And I think that was probably a little bit much for the hotel. But yeah. <laughs> it was a fun time. Everybody talking to everybody. Uh uh, PPP guys were there on the bench. The Aussies showed yeah, up. It. <laughs> uh, it was it was a fantastic time. Uh, Evan came by, and uh, uh, president of IPMS USA stopped in. It, it was a great time. We had we had a lot of a lot of very nice listeners who stopped by to pay their respects. Um, many brought <laughs> gifts. Gifts. We have. Plenty of modeling fluid yes. for, for a while. Yes, that's right. We were stocked up on modeling fluid. So we appreciate all the gifts. And uh, some of these people that were there, you'll probably be hearing from over the course of uh, this episode anyway. So, Indeed. So, Dave, let's uh, go well, have some fun again. Well, wait a minute. Oh, before, okay. we, before we go, have you spent any money yet? I've spent what? very little money. I got those... Uh, what's what's the angled flexi files uh, called? The, uh, Stealth. Yeah, the stealth. The, the black framed ones that yeah. kick, kick out at 45 degrees. I've threatened to get those forever, but this is the first time I've seen FlexiFile to show in a while. So yeah, he had a three-pack that I popped on. That's all I've bought. None of the kits I was hoping to get, I can't even, I can't even find yet. I don't think they're going to be here. But Yeah, well, I've, I've, I'm sure I'll I, find something else. I, I've bought a number of things. Uh, Bases by Bill is here, and they have a very nice base with the uh, 64th Aggressor Squadron logo. Uh, so I picked that up. Uh, I picked up, uh, unsurprisingly, I picked up a couple of decal sheets. Um, <laughs> well, they gave and, you one with your registration. Yeah, and and we get the one, the convention sheet with the registration. Uh, and I picked up an otter end here. But yeah, the things that are in my list in my notebook, I haven't seen. I've only seen one of them, and that's not at a price point that I'm I'm willing to pull the trigger on. So Well, that said, this is the first few hours of the first full day. So yes. Look, yes. Look for changes in the weather yes. on that front anyway. I'm yep. sure we'll come up with something good to buy, Dave. Oh, I, I don't think we'll have trouble spending money. Well, and tonight's the SAC Museum tour, so we're looking forward to that too. We indeed and are. And I think most of the other podcasters are on that tour. Yes, I think uh, I know OTB is because I bought their tickets. Yeah, I think the geeks were talking about going too. So, yep, can't wait to Should see. Should be it. a good time. We'll talk about all that. All right. Well, what do you say we go spend some more money? Let's go spend some money, Dave. Dave, clearly we we got off to a rousing start, and uh, that was a good time. Yep. And yep. Uh, 
pretty obvious we're having fun at the show. <laughs> and, and and the thing is, as buzzed as we were then, it only got better from there. That's right. And I, you know, I think truth be told, maybe that first night had something to do with it, but I think we were a little better behaved on average than we were in Las Vegas and uh, probably to our benefit. Yes, I agree. <laughs> well, another thing about the national convention is you just never know who you're going to meet. And uh, you already mentioned in our opening segment about uh, first timers at the national. Yep. We met a young man in the vendor room. Uh, he was uh, not from the United States. It was not only his first national convention, it was his first model convention. Yep. And not only was it his first model convention, it was his entry was the first model he had ever built, period. Yep. So let's hear what this uh, fine young man had to say, Dave. I, I, he was real interesting. Well, Dave, we have some here, someone here who's uh, in the United States, but not from the United States. Uh, Felipe, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, nice being with, here with you guys. Uh, my name is Felipe. I'm from Brazil. I'm from Rio Grande do Sul. It's the southern state there. And it's my first time ever in a model car show and like other types of models. So it's, it's nice to get to know a little bit of that and participate here with you guys and i appreciate so so not only is this your first model show your your entry here is your first model that you've ever built yeah uh it was a i built a 1968 volkswagen beetle and i had one in brazil you know so i was (laughs) like i had to do that that one and it was my first time ever building one brad underwood he he was my host parent in illinois when i okay i was in college there and he was the one who introduced me to like the model and all that and he used to do the farm toys and now he's moving on to like more like model cars and stuff okay. so i'm moving in with him you know and <laughs> i enjoyed really much doing my my first model and it was a nice experience like putting everything together painting you know it's something really different from what i'm what i've ever seen in brazil you know what other things do you do uh i'm i'm a student you know and I'm also a soccer player. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a goalkeeper. There's not many people your age in this hobby. You probably noticed that walking around. So it's refreshing to see somebody your age, especially not in the United States where this is probably a lot more popular. I don't know how it is in Brazil. Yeah, I, I probably think. haven't said it, but I'm 21 okay. right now. I just turned this year. So, yeah, like when I was walking here, I see like a lot of like older guys. But it's nice. I like to be around like older people and like. Because they have a lot of experience and things to share, and you can always learn a lot, you know? Yeah, you can. I, I got started at a young age. Well, I built models as a really young child, but not to the seriousness that a lot of people do when they come to this type of thing. And But once I did, I was I was younger than you, but around a lot of people a lot older than me and learning from them. So that's good to hear. What, yeah. co- what caused you to come up to the U.S.? Did you come up? just for this contest or were you coming up here anyway no uh i'm i'm a student i'm a student athlete here, okay you know and i came to the united states in 2019 gotcha so like two years ago and well when the pandemic happened i went back to brazil during the covid like i right. spent a year there and now that i came back and i moved to california i came back for the summer now to visit here in the like in the midwest yeah. in illinois where Brad lives and we were like 
in the summer and he was like let's put a model together and we planned that to come here and the show and because like the the good thing because it's really different cu cultures you know from Brazil to the United States yeah so it's the great thing is he tries to show me like as much as possible of like American culture and like different things that happen here and that's like when he told me about like a national model show a car convention and everything I was like yeah let's let's do it you know and then we I put my first model together and we're here and I'm I'm amazed you know like you see some of the the planes there the ships the like military stuff and like it's nothing that I've ever seen in my life like even clothes and <laughs> the 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 details that you have it's like amazing you know yep you'll never forget your first yeah. convention this is this is <laughs> a good experience his, for yeah you. it's not his first national convention it's his first convention, first convention. Yeah, i've yeah. never been to like a local convention it's like my first one is the nationals already you know? so <laughs> i'm you can imagine how amazed i am <laughs> so we talked a little bit earlier you're in orange county california yeah, right now yeah right? i'm i'm my college is in anaheim okay and i'm i live in santa ana california and it's i'm uh, i'm already looking at uh, conventions and shows there's around plenty, there there's plenty out there and there's there yeah. are, there should be some good clubs too yes yeah. and i saw there they have some also in like vegas a convention coming up and vegas is like a four and a half year hours drive from where i am i already did that drive one time and i'm sure if i have to like drive to vegas or anything to That's, a yeah. bigger convention like i i'll i'm I'll be down to do it, you know, because <laughs> it's it's amazing. Like, well, yeah, the modeling. Do you you think it's a hobby you'll stick with? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know if I'll change like because, as I said, like my first one was like a car. Mm -hmm. But I I'm a I love planes. You know, when I was younger, like I wanted to be a pilot, like since ever. You know, <laughs> so seeing all like the military planes and all that, like I'm amazed. You know, I'm I'm sure it will be. It's like more probably like a little bit more skills. It requires more skills to do it you know so i think i'll probably one step at a time you know and yeah, I'm, certainly i'm sure that you yeah. in the future I'll, I'll i'll keep doing it and if i have if when i go back to brazil after i graduate if i i don't know yet if i'm going back or staying here i'll try to take that with me back there yeah you right. might be a big soccer star yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> well listen this show was in Las Vegas last year, the, oh, the yeah. big national show, uh -huh. and there are a lot of folks there from California. So uh, I think if you're going to be out there as a student, you'll be able to find some people to connect with in this hobby big time. There's a lot of good business yes. hobby shops that are out there uh, that, yeah. I, that I do business with. So I'm glad you're here, man. Nice to meet you. Yeah, it was nice meeting you guys. And, like, it's it's good because you, you get people from all around the country. Here. Yes, you know, like You're from Kentucky yes. and, like, Brad from Illinois. Uh, where are you from? Also Kentucky. Also Kentucky, yeah. And I met some guys already from Florida. Yes. And some guys from Texas, you know. So, like, you have people from all around the country, and it's nice to do, like, those connections and stuff, you know. So, it's... I'm, I'm amazed, you know. I'm, <laughs> I'm amazed with all that. Well, it's good to hear. Well, enjoy. Thanks yeah. for joining us. Thank, Thank you, you very much for having me. All right. All you're right. welcome. Bye-bye. Wow, Dave. He's, he's pretty fired up and uh, was having a great time. It was really cool how his uh, his initial host family got him into the hobby. Yep. And it yep. uh, so sounds like he's going to take it back to Brazil with him. The only thing I worry about is with that being his first model contest, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that that experience will ever be topped. <laughs>
it may not, but you know, he, he lives out in California right now while he's in school and uh, there's a pretty vibrant community out there. So yes, I hope he gets involved. He should be able to get involved pretty easily. And, and I hope he's inspired to do so. So we wish him all yep. the success. Well, Dave, our next one's kind of at the other end of the spectrum. Yes. Too tall Tim Nelson, or as he likes to say, just right size Tim Nelson, uh, modeling friend of Jim Bates, modeler from up in the Pacific Northwest, a guy who has an incredible ability to build models and across uh, numerous genres, genuinely a great guy. So uh, why don't we hear what Too Tall Tim has to say? Dave, introduce our guest, please. Our guest is Too Tall Tim Nelson. Just right. Or Just Right Tim Nelson, (laughs) uh, a modeler uh, from the uh, Pacific Northwest. Uh, I think he actually claims Jim Bates as a friend, which that in in and of itself is unusual that somebody would admit that. Uh, But Tim, uh, Tim builds... A lot Amazing of Amazing models. Uh, <laughs> well, let me tell my story. Yeah, I was going to Then we'll say. let him talk. No. <laughs> it, it was at Las Vegas. Yep. And I'd never seen any of your work until that point. And Scott Gentry from the Plastic Posse podcast, hey, hey, Mike, come over here, look at this. And if I'm not mistaken, it was a 700-scale USS Tennessee. Yep. And it was, I mean, full-rigged, fully detailed, fully, fully mind-blowing. So... 72nd scale ships, what else? No, 700. Seven, scale. Sorry, yeah. 700 scale ships, sorry. That'd yeah, be se- me. The yeah. 72nd is for a guy with a bigger house. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, that model was beautiful, but that's not the main area you build in. No, is it? it's not. I, I'm mainly an aircraft guy, 72nd. I also like uh, real space, mostly launch vehicles. Um, but, you know, the last couple of years, especially the, during the pandemic, I've tried really hard to branch out, you know, do new stuff. Uh, you know, we've we've talked about this. What's your plan to get better thing? Because if something is scary to you, that's kind of an indication you should try, you know. Yeah. Go in, mess up, figure out what you did, try again, mess up again. But, you know, incrementally figure it out so that you're not afraid of that genre or that technique anymore and you know you chip away at it and that that ship was an example um i I was scared to death of ships but i learned what i could from guys that do it well and you know you try techniques on a mule and see what works and what doesn't and um well dave credits that what's your plan line to you often and we've we've kind of adopted as our mantra and we tout that all the time now, so I hope we don't owe you any money. I, th- I think you might. <laughs> I, I know well, Jim is, Jim well, Bates is an estate attorney, but maybe I can have him serve you guys yeah. papers. Will, will you take payment in bourbon? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> don't we all? Yes. Now, a couple of questions. One, what's your background in modeling? Where did you come from, et cetera? But before that, how long did that Tennessee take beginning to end? Uh, that Tennessee, it it was about 120 hours over about four months. And, you know, in our little Seattle area, we have a 
you know, weekly Zoom build nights. Yeah. And ship models are great for that because you got so much little cleanup to do and and separating parts into bins. Uh, and it's really daunting if you think about having to do all of it. But if you do it, you know, an hour or so at a time over a period of weeks and months, then all of a sudden you realize you've done it. And yeah. then you can move on to painting, which is what, what I like the best. Oh, is that your favorite part of, of well, modeling? Well, you know, a lot of us in the Seattle area are under the spell of Dr. Strangebrush, right. John Miller. And I credit him for... I've totally switched over to acrylics the last few years. I kind of went cold turkey. And he, he's the guy that got me through it because there are some, you know, pitfalls. And you got to learn some of the tricks but and i learn something every time i talk to that guy yes he I is a all, fountain I think of we knowledge. all do but so, yeah so how did you how long have you been modeling what what's your what's your modeling backstory uh i've been modeling since i was a kid you know young kid and i, I never really stopped during college you know i it slowed way down but i still tried to keep building but it, it wasn't until um, my post-college years, and it was that, you guys remember that PBS show, Adventures in Scale Modeling? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that was a show that made me realize, you know, th- there's actually more to this, you know, getting rid of seams, that you don't have to build a model and finish it in one night. Um, so I think that was a turning point for me, and like a lot of guys, I was a lone wolf modeler for a while until I discovered the local clubs and, you know, we all share each other's techniques and get better together. But mostly aircraft and, uh, you know, we enjoy, we do this because we love it. By the way, also at Vegas was was your kangaroo, was it not? That was in Chattanooga. Chattanooga, yeah. which is yeah. also an amazing model. And by Thank the way, you. that's an airplane, not an actual kangaroo, for our Aussie an, friends. An airplane, not a marsupial. <laughs> not not a marsupial. <laughs> what did you bring to What did you bring to uh, Omaha? I brought uh, I brought a Schneider Trophy racer. Okay. That's in the civil section. I brought a couple of vintage airliners, a Russian airliner and a, a Dutch airliner in 72nd. I brought another uh, vacuform, oh. uh, Canadian Waco. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else did I bring? I brought uh, uh, a little A4, better known as a V2, in yes. the real space section. Tiny oh, yeah. little thing. Oh, we saw that. Two you're, figures you're, on. you're actually entered in the same category I am in that one. Well, that's an eclectic category, yes, let me it say. Is. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> and I'm, I, you know, I keep talking about tackling scary things. I, I brought a figure this year. Uh, figures scared me to death for the longest time. And I've watched uh, Night Shift, you know, yeah. Martin Kovacs, and I love his techniques, uh, so I tried them. And I entered a little Anthony Folker holding a model airplane, model D7. Um, so, I think that's all. No, no, I entered armor too. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I one of our guys in Seattle, Rick Taylor, is a has become a buddy of Mr. Vargas. Yes. Uh, and 
<laughs> builds a lot of his stuff for display. Oh, yes, so, I saw uh, those. The Vargas table, a lot right. of those models are Rick Taylor models. Anyway, in Vegas, I realized, hey, Vargas is doing 72nd scale. Yes, he is. And I like 72nd armor because they're, they're small. They're, armor's kind of a palate cleanser for me, you know, in between other things. And so I did one of those uh, weird Holt uh, three-wheel steam tanks. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's an army. <laughs> I like to mix it up. So you're spread out. Yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up with what's your uh, what's your impressions of the show here in Omaha. It's a great show. The model room is incredible. Uh, have you heard a count? No. No, we haven't heard we a have count not yet. Heard a number yet? It wouldn't surprise me if it's over three thousand. It's it's big. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I love that Friedrich Schaffen, which I think was a Steve Hustad. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, just stunning. Yeah. And these guys in Omaha put on a great show. They Every time, it's just seamless. Yep. They've so, got it down to a science. Shout out to those guys. It's a great time. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for stopping by the table. Thank you, guys. So go go enjoy the last few hours of this show. I know. <laughs> the hourglass is running out. That's yeah. right. We'll see you at the next one. Thanks. Well, that's the first time I've really got to sit down and talk to Tim. And uh, like I said in, in that segment, it was just by happenstance that Scott Gentry had pulled me over to see a particular 700 scale ship model at the, at the national convention last year in Las Vegas. And I, I tell you, after we talked to him, I went back to the model room and I tried to eyeball a few of his entries. And as far as genre goes and subject matter, that's pretty eclectic and he's all over the place, man. Yes. And, and that kind of reinforces one of the things I've always had a theory about is that some of the best modelers are guys who build across multiple genres because of the fact that I think that they they get a, a wider skill set and they can bring it from one genre to another. Whereas if you build the same kit again and again and again, you might get very good at it, but you don't pick up those those other things that uh, that could improve your modeling. That's right. Now we'll credit him one more time. Uh, he kind of is the uh, the uh, impetus for our "What's your plan for getting better?" Yes, he 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 uh, voiced that to uh, Jim Bates, and Jim passed it on to us. And uh, it is absolutely a great attitude. What's your plan for getting better? Well, Dave, this next segment was just one of two highlights of this show for us. Yep uh, there were, there were two or more than two people, but there were. Uh, Two events that happened at this show that uh, I was really looking forward to, and they they did not disappoint. Um, the first one was our next segment here. It's, it's our our face to face with uh, YouTube celebrity <laughs> Panzermeister thirty six, also known as Evan McCallum from uh, Ottawa, Canada. Uh, he had fun. We had fun hanging out with him, and him hanging out with us. And uh, let's hear what Evan had to say about the show. Dave, we got in the flesh Panzermeister 36. Absolutely. Evan McCallum came down to the Nationals from uh, Ottawa. And we've been having a good time the last we few have. days. We have. We've been hanging out with him. And uh, 
not abusing him too bad. <laughs> no, not he, he's alive. He, he's he, he's keeping up pretty well. Yeah. Evan, what do you think of this show? Well, honestly, I feel vaguely robbed. I've been modeling for 10 years, and no one's dragged my ass out to one of these things before. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your favorite part so far? Honestly, it's been uh, meeting people who I've only known as their name on Facebook. Uh, that's, that's, the, that's the most impressive thing I'm, I've, I've experienced here, just meeting all these people who I've chatted with but I've never actually been able to see their face and you know, discuss with them, talk about their models and everything. And then the second most impressive thing, I would probably have said beforehand the deals and all the model kits, but honestly, the second most impressive thing is the work in the display room. It is absolutely amazing. And there's, there's no quality drop-off in category. You have 15, 18 models. All of them are good quality. And, man, I don't envy you, OJT, uh, on-the-job training for judges last night. Yeah, I, I don't envy the judges for for having to weed through that. What what was your experience? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I, I've done some judging at some local shows before, and usually, you know, you look at all the categories. They're all like, every every entry is really really well done. But you can see, you know, there are, there's five standout models, so you can narrow it down pretty quick. But we had some categories here where there's forty models, and you're looking back and forth and you're like oh my god <laughs> how am i going to narrow this down <laughs> right you, you can't eliminate any of yeah, them yeah right it's away. all really really good work it's out probably there. real tough when they're all like od <laughs> they're all essentially the same color what what categories did you judge i judged the uh armored cars oh cool which was quite a quite a wide variety because it wasn't narrowed down with world war ii versus modern and everything and the other one i uh that one took a long time because lots of entries, and we thought, okay, we'll do an easy one next. And then the next one was Heavy Axis World War II, <laughs> which also had a lot of entries in it. And there were some really, really cool models in there. And and there was a few models I was judging them, and I'm just thinking, that looks so good, I want to build that kit now. <laughs> well, that is one thing that I always come come home from the Nationals with is inspiration to build this this for me is a mojo rejuvenator absolutely i i I, you know there's a moment of depression where i'm going i gotta quit this hobby i'll never (laughs) be this good we gotta drive home yeah yeah but uh uh you know i I find myself building a lot more when i come home from a national you got an example of something you're hot to do after the after this one of the i don't know who whose it is but one of the entries in the posse group build of the m3 and m4s um, I think it was there. It might have been a different category, but I saw a hedgerow cutter, and the person had put roots on the hedgerow cutter, and it looked really good. And I, and I was thinking, why did I never think of that before? Because hedgerow cutter is supposed to rip up the hedges, the hedges, so there'd be some <laughs> roots on it. But usually they just put mud on it, right? But right. there was these roots all tangled up in the hedgerow cutter. I, I could imagine at some point they had to get out and rake stuff off of it. <laughs> yeah. It just looks so good. I'm thinking, oh, now i got, now I got to do something with a hedgerow cutter and put roots on it because that just looks sweet. Well, how's your shopping been? It's been pretty good. I uh, on, the, on the flight down, I checked an empty suitcase, and it's going to be full on the way back. <laughs> there was nothing in that suitcase, and the guy at the airport said it was too light. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't have that problem going back. Yeah. <laughs> but they let you check it anyway. Yeah. Well, I, lest, lest you think that's unusual... Mike and I, when we flew out to Las Vegas, uh, 
that we did the exact same thing. I mean, I took, I put one suitcase inside another suitcase, so I had, <laughs> so I had an empty suitcase. That's a really good back. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to do before you leave here? I still got to look through all the display models because there's so many of them. I've only done maybe a third of it so far. Yes. <laughs> so I many. think we've probably done less than that. Yes, we have. We 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 promised ourselves we'd do better. Yes. So, but, but this room closes at two today, so we'll have a little time. Yes. After, so I think we'll go see some more models. Absolutely. Well, Evan, it's been a real thrill meeting you face to face. Yeah. Because we've talked about it on our podcast. You and I, from a modeling journey, have. And not just the modeling journey, our life journey, our career choices is just uncannily similar. And we like some of the same vehicles in our, in our modeling journey. And it's just real, real thrilled to meet you face to face. Because I've enjoyed your videos too for a long time. I mean, I'm old, old enough to be your dad. But uh, <laughs> this, this old dog's learning some new tricks from you, man. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, want to let people know that Evan's going to be on an upcoming episode. So, a little teaser. A little bit farther down the road, you're going to have another Evan and Mike episode where I'll just sit back and listen and be entertained. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And I, I really do thank you guys because half the reason I'm here is because of you guys and your podcast. Well, cool. That's good to hear. I wish you got uh, our other buddies up there to, to come down. <laughs> yeah. They were all for it for a while, and then I think uh, the travel reality kind of kicked in. Yeah, Chris, where are you? Are you, are you coming to Texas next year? Maybe. Oh, we can get you down there. <laughs> you fly to Louisville and you drive with Mike and I. <laughs> you told Goldfinch that, too. So yeah. we're going to have a we're Canadian a and three Aussies. <laughs> we're going to get a bus. We're going to get a bit one of those big uh, travel vans. All right. Well, Evan, I'll let you finish your day shopping and looking at models, but thanks for coming by, and I'm sure we'll see you later. Yeah. You may be going to dinner with us. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You're going to dinner with us. Steaks all around. Thank you. All right. I am happy to report that Evan is exactly the guy I thought he was and the guy he he comes across in his YouTube videos. He is just one of the most genuinely nice people you'd ever want to meet. And and the the personality trait matches between you and him are fantastic. I I love that you both had a shirt with the exact same logo on it. So we got you got to get a picture of you all. I put it up on the Facebook page of them both wearing an exactly identical colored shirt, each with the exact same logo on it. And neither one of them knew the other was bringing it. It was not planned. This was, we discovered this sitting around talking that they both had those shirts. So uh, uh, the actual wearing, we, we staged the photo, but Neither one of them talked in advance about that. Yeah, because we were talking about. He says, "I got a shirt with that on it." So we're like, "Let's wear it tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to forget. We met somebody else from Ottawa area, Bruce Worrell, who who traveled down with Evan. Bruce, I don't know who's who's major domo. It was a pleasure to meet you, and uh, we sure had fun going to lunch and uh, going to dinner. That was a man. That was a fine dinner. That was a fine dinner. And I, Bruce, we really appreciate you watching out for Evan. We didn't want him to get to get lost or get in trouble down here in the states. You you did a you did a fantastic job. Yeah, because he's a big time troublemaker. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I think we'll be seeing more of Evan. We'll certainly be hearing more from him on uh, Plastic Model Mojo, but uh, uh, he may be hooked. Now. Yes, I think he is. 
All right, Dave, let's uh, stop here and have a word from our sponsor, Model Paint Solutions. All right. Plastic Model Mojo is now brought to you by Model Paint Solutions, your source for harder steam back airbrushes, David Union power tools, and laboratory-grade mixing, measuring, and storage tools for use with all your model paints, be they acrylic, enamels, or lacquers. Check them out at www.modelpaintsolutions.com. Well, folks, we're back, and uh, we'll have Dr. Miller on the show here in an upcoming episode real soon. So uh, we've got a topic lined up, so we'll get to hear from Dr. Strangebrush. And I'll tell you, the number of people who came up to us at the show, at our table, and mentioned John, uh, mentioned Dr. Strangebrush, uh, you know, he's obviously a listener favorite. Well, Dave, a few days later, we record another segment with just you and I, and uh, this ought to be fun. Yes. Uh, See if you can tell the difference in my voice between the first one and the second one. Well, Dave, we are in day two. Or day, no, day three. I forget, I forget what day it is. It's it's Friday. Is it Friday? I thought it was Friday yesterday, didn't I? Yes, you did. <laughs> well, it's still hopping. Uh, there's a lot of people here. Yes, there's a ton of people here. And there's a lot of lot of vendors. And we had a nice night last night at the museum. Yes. What did you I, think of the SAC Museum? I had never been to uh, the SAC Museum before. Um they have some stuff that you don't see elsewhere. Now, it's obviously not something like the U.S. Air Force Museum in size and all. But as far as the collection goes, I mean, uh, that's, uh, you know, you got to walk up and touch a Vulcan bomber. That's not something that you're going to do even at the U.S. Air Force Museum. No. Um, it's a, a nice facility. Uh, it's got an interesting collection of stuff. We were all standing around an early model MiG-21 F-13 talking and, you know, hands-on talking about it, touching it. It, it. it was a great experience. And to be there with nothing but modelers is kind of interesting because if you go to, like, the Air Force Museum, people are walking around, and a lot of them are people who have a general interest but they're not they're not weird like us who have hyper in, <laughs> hyper technical interest yeah, sure. in the in the subject so you know there's a lot of guys you know laying on the ground looking up in wheel wells taking pictures of interesting parts of airplanes that you wouldn't see at a museum during a normal yeah. day. <laughs> that was, that was funny i was i was i don't remember what plane it was but uh um while we were at the sac museum up until then i'd Nobody had done that yet. Yeah. And then I turned around, there's a guy laying on his back shooting up the uh, the landing gear strut or something. And I'm like, <laughs> put, put me back for a split second. Like, oh, wait, wait, we're all modelers here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this is not weird behavior. Uh, I was sitting in the, they have a uh, uh, cockpit section of a B-52. And Dave Goldfinch was in the pilot seat and I was in the, the passenger seat and we're sitting there taking pictures of, uh, you know, the stuff inside. And then we turn and take pictures of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Again, something you only would find among, among a bunch of modelers. Now, you're the brother of a crewman. Is it really the passenger seat? Well, it's a <laughs> co-pilot seat. 
If, all, if all goes well? Yeah, if all, if all goes well, it's a passenger seat. <laughs> well, whatever episode this makes it into, I'm sure we'll have some shout-outs. But what do you think of the, uh, the meet-and-greet this uh, time with all the other podcast crews? Uh, you know, that was interesting because we had breakfast with uh, the on-the-bench crew this morning. And we were talking, and they'd never experienced we, – we did that last year in Vegas, and it was a really great experience. This year, there was two to three times the size of the crowd. And people were telling us, in addition to asking some really interesting questions, it was clear that the podcast meant a lot to them in their modeling hobby, into their hobby life. And the guys from On the Bench were talking this morning about how very humbling it was to hear that, that... You know, we're doing this because we love it and we enjoy it. And, you know, it helps motivate our hobby. It was really humbling to, for them to hear people tell them what it means to the listeners out there that they have this content to listen to. And, and they were very, very humbled by it, which I thought was a really interesting and a really good reaction to it. I had fun at the round table. I, I did too. We'll, we'll, we'll get him on here eventually, and we'll have to make sure we ask him about that point blank. And yes. See what, see what they thought about it. But, but you're right. It's it was a. It's always humbling. It's fun to answer those questions, and it's it's fun the listeners have that much interest in what we do, yeah. and we just really appreciate it. Well, and to be honest with you, when you get the podcasters all together from all these different podcasts. And then you get questions, and and people are all passing the microphone around, commenting. It's amazing how funny <laughs> the interplay between the different podcasters, you know, playing well, playing off each other's comments. Some of some of the behind the scenes inside jokes yes. come out. Yes, in, in that environment that we typically don't harp on. Yes. in our shows because uh, it's all between us for the most part. <laughs> yes, absolutely. There's a lot of inside jokes and background jokes, and uh, uh, it was really a fun time. Uh, it was very nice. Uh, for Jim Bates to help MC uh, with the voice of Bob as his assistant uh, or co-host. Uh, the presentation of the Musaru Cup kit for the next year. Oh, yeah. You had to like that. I, I, I clearly, God, <laughs> God or the Canadians love me because, as I'm sure by the time people listen to this, they'll have heard the Musaru Cup model for 2023 is the Arma P51BC in 70-second scale. It's a fantastic kit. It is absolutely in my wheelhouse. Dave Goldfinch is making faces at me right now, trying to make <laughs> me crack up, and it's working. <laughs> so, that's See, that's what happens when you record live here at the Nationals. You never know who's going to stop by, what's going, what's going to happen. So uh, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm having a great time. Well, it sounds like two more things before we, we break away here again. Um, the scuttlebutt on the Internet, apparently we need to get out there. You might have to defend yourself about this Mooseru <laughs> Cup selection. <laughs> Thanks so People think you got something shady going on. No bri- <laughs> no bribes were paid 
I can. I will be happy to swear under oath no bribes were paid to the folks at Hamilton in order to get this per- particular selection, but I am eternally grateful that the selection was made. I think, and the other thing is, where's Evan? I don't know. Where is Evan? Uh, the Panzermeister is going to be, he may be the Schlaffenmeister now. Cause <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think he's out of bed yet. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get him on too and... Uh, Maybe he's oogling stuff in the model room. It's possible. Which we probably ought to go do yeah, in a few minutes. I'll tell you what. Why don't we go take a look at some models? Because I know a bunch of models have been entered since we were in the room previously. Oh, yeah. Let's go take a look at them. Yeah. All right. Give us something to talk about next time. You got it. Well, if if you couldn't tell from from the fact that, that my voice sounded different. I was starting to lose my voice. You could also hopefully tell what a great time I was having. Mike, I think you felt the same thing. It was as, as, as fantastic as Las Vegas was, Omaha, the interactions with listeners was just unbelievable. I don't even know how to do I'm a, I'm at a loss for words, and rarely am I at a loss for words. Well, you better think up some more because I'm going to let you uh... – set up the, the next one here. Evan wasn't the only uh, high point of this trip. Uh, why don't you let our listeners know who else we, we happened to run into at the National Convention? The podfather himself, Dave Goldfinch. Dave, Ian, and Julian all flew all the way from Australia to come to the show in Omaha. And I am thrilled to report that he is as nice a person as he sounds like on his podcast on their podcast. Dave's just a great guy. He's the the classic modeler that you would want to sit around and have a beer with, and we did more than once. Watching him experience the nationals was really, really great. Well, I think that goes for the whole trio, actually. Yes. The suitcase story. <laughs> yes, which may be in this in this episode. I, 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 I don't remember I think if it, it is or not. I think it may well be. <laughs> well, let's just see what the man had to say. Absolutely. Well, I got two Daves with me now. <laughs> two Daves. Two, two Daves. Daves. You got we the are, ugly one and the handsome one. That's right. Let's, <laughs> let's not argue over which is which. <laughs> Well, guys, you have got the best setup I've seen. You're capturing people walking past. They're smiling and blowing kisses at you as they walk past. <laughs> We've even got some dude videoing us. Yes. How's that for being well, fans? Earlier we were recording and this guy started dancing in front of the table. <laughs> and that was really weird. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, I gotta tell you, I'm having the best time ever, and Ian's having the best time ever, and so is Julian. This is just mind blowing, this place. You never forget an IPMS USA Nationals. You warned me, Dave. I you, you warned me. I, I sell it, and there's just there's no way to oversell it. No, it sells it like a used car. Yes, they sell it like a used car. <laughs> Only driven by a little old lady on Sundays. <laughs> but uh, obviously, this is your first Nationals. Yes. You've been to, to contests in yes. Australia. Yep. What's the same? What's different? Besides Ooh. size, we all we all know. I mean, well, okay, yeah. I've got to, uh, unfortunately, yes, you you you're bigger. That <laughs> Dave or the show, the show. I, okay, the you. show. The show is huge. It's mind blowing. You've got 
two large auditoriums that are just full of vendors that you can just go and buy stuff that you perhaps can never see yes. anywhere else. Um, and the model room, I think they're talking 4,000 models. Uh, we, were on, we were meaning to ask because it's, it's a, I think it's a bigger, I don't know if it's a bigger room than Vegas had. Yeah. It's, it's similar and it's really, really full. Well, I think I was talking to Dave, IPMS president, uh, president, and he was saying around 4,000. If, if they hit 4,000, they will break a new record, wow. which again wouldn't surprise me because post-COVID, it's the first full-blown convention. You know, a lot of the guys couldn't get out to Las Vegas. So you have that buildup of, of people have been building kits for two years. I wouldn't be shocked to see a 4,000 number. Sure. And, and the way it's run, from a contestant point of view or from somebody who's you know, uh, just coming to have a look at the show, it's so seamless. You just walk into a line, you say your name, it's, if you've prepaid and pre-registered, they hand you the packet, it's got everything in it, then you walk over to the other table to uh, enter your model, and again, if you've pre-done your, your paperwork, they just sort of, sup, yep, tick it off, and you just wander down to wherever you're supposed to put it, and that's it. It is it's, so seamless and so stressless. That's, all right. that's, that's not a good yeah, word, is it? There you go. No, that's it. <laughs> that we can for, make up words. <laughs> for, the, for the person entering and coming in, it just makes it an actual joy to be here. And the fact that it's all run by volunteers, and it's just my hat's off to everyone who's behind the scenes doing it. They're probably like a duck. On the surface, it looks you know nice and serene, and below the water, the, the little feet, <laughs> feet are sort of paddling around. But, <laughs> but um, I, I had a chat to uh, the IPBS president, David, and um, and, I, and I passed on my congratulations and thanks to him because it's from my point of view, it's just it's just like going to Disneyland. Yes, yeah, it's the best four day four days of my year every year. Well, year that's year that's out. good to hear because you guys came a long way. Yes. Yeah, we did. Um, Hawaii first for a four-day break because Julian and Ian hadn't been there. Um, and then there was a oh, six-hour flight to Phoenix, four-hour layover, then a two-hour flight to Omaha. And we still got Washington to go to yet. Yeah. D.C. Well, you'll, you'll love Udvar-Hazy, the, mm. the Air and Space Museum. The big, there, the big stuff, part. <laughs> right. There's stuff there that you cannot see anywhere else because they have the one and only. Well, Ian's um, drunk and so much the Kool-Aid, he's talking about coming back next year for Texas. Um, All right. I, I would love with to. Us. Hey, <laughs> fly, fly to Louisville. We'll drive to Texas. It's only like 15, 16 hours. <laughs> that's, highway to hell, man. That's, yeah. that's yeah. nothing yeah. in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing I guess to touch on is the level of uh, entries um, in there. I mean, man, there's some tough Well, that's what I was going to ask. If you had any favorites? Oh, standouts. Um, yeah, there are a couple of standouts in there. There's uh, some fantastic World War One tanks that have been done. Some of the large-scale aircraft, I'd hate to be judging that ca- that category because you could throw a blanket over them. There's, it's going to be that close. Yeah, and that that's really something I've noticed over the last five to seven years. The quality has gotten so much better that... It used to be in the old days, 20 years ago, mm. you go up to a category, the judges can eliminate half the models right away and then look at the other half and, and judge them. Now, 
you you can't walk up there and eliminate any of them yep. right away. Yep. Yeah. It's just consistent level of quality. And the amount of the in the figures and bus section, uh, oh, it's a just huge array. It's just amazing yep. how many are there. And again, the quality of them. I, 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 the judges are going to be here till like six a.m. tomorrow morning trying to figure out who's a winner. I just they might see. surprise you. Oh, they might. I, I, I normally judging runs seven to midnight. Yeah, five, five hours. I would be shocked if they finish before two in the morning. But he said this in Vegas too, and. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they finished. They finished on time, they, nearly yeah. on time in Vegas. But we'll see what happens. I, it was brave of you guys to bring your entries all that way. Well, it was um, a near thing. Uh, Ian had a catastrophe with his um, World War I Canadian armoured car in which it uh, got flipped over. So there was some um, mad running around and re-gluing. Yeah, I saw him working over with the posse guys, getting, yeah. his, getting his stuff fixed. <laughs> um, one of my figures uh, exploded, so I had to run around also and get some glue and put it back together, and it's not quite what it should be, so that's not going to win its category. But the Mooseroo one survived. Good, it's nice. Yeah. yeah. We got two of them here. We did. <laughs> I, I forgot to ask you. Which one of the OTB guys is doing? Oh wait, Ian. Ian. The, Ian's going to be doing Musaru twenty twenty three. All right. I, I look forward to throwing down with Ian. And I'm just going to raise a bit of a question here because the <laughs> kits got uh, got revealed. Um, oh, what was it? Yes, our yesterday. Yesterday at the round table. At the round table, and <laughs> it just happened to be the kits <laughs> are a one seventy second scale P fifty one B. The armor kit. The- now. Who would sitting at this table build 72nd scale aircraft? I don't. Do you? Uh, on uh, occasion, but not enough to have any influence on Dave, anybody. Dave, what do you normally build? <laughs> well, 72nd scale Well, there aircraft. you go. And I, I do want to point out that though I spent last night, part of the night, in a hotel room with the guy from IPMS Hamilton sharing our bourbon, that had no influence whatsoever. You're not helping on- your position while making comments like that dave <laughs> hey have you guys shared with the listeners anything about the dojo yet no no oh. we, we no we have not oh. you, you, you feel free well as all listeners out there know the mojo boys have the dojo which is a sort of where you roll up and have a few drinks well, this one was off the charts on let me think now it was wednesday night first night yeah, yeah. Rocked up there, and there was this tiny room, and it's packed with about 30 people. There must have been at least 25 to 30 bottles of whiskey there. Not quite not that many. Not, not starting, but people kept bringing them. Yes. And the best part is the security came up, the hotel security came up to shut you down. <laughs> <laughs> About 11.30. The, the maximum number of people we had there, because I was counting, was 45. Wow. And the problem was that that room couldn't contain them all, so they spilled out into the hallway and the balcony. And I don't think hotel security minded the party because we didn't have anybody on either side of us. We weren't really disturbing anybody. But I think when it spilled out onto the hallway, 
they were like we were probably oh, disturbing somebody. Yeah, man. we were probably yeah. disturbing hotel security at that point. Well, I think you should carry that as a badge of honor. You got security coming up. At we least did. it wasn't. At least it wasn't a local PD. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> and, we, and we didn't get evicted from the hotel. That's right. The SWAT team did not show up. Well, that, that would really suck to sleep in the car in Omaha. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's pretty hot outside right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the car's not that comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> So what's your highlight been like for the show so far? I, this, I think I'm having more fun this time yeah. for starters because we've tried to find a better balance between being behind this table yeah. and, and talking to people and actually enjoying the show at Vegas. I think we spent quite a bit more time back here. We'd never done it before, mm. and we were just feeding off all the people coming up yeah. to us. Yeah. But uh, it, people are still coming because we still get comments man i've been by three times and you haven't yeah, been there yeah. I'm, I'm glad to finally uh finally meet you at the table so we're still meeting the people we want to meet at a good clip and we're seeing the vendor room we got we got a little more work to do in the model room yes uh the tour was fun last night i'm having a great time mm-hmm. and we'll see how see how the see how the model room shakes out and then the awards and uh no. I don't know. I'm just having a ball. I'm no. having fun. It, having you guys here, to be honest, Dave, is, is just is killer. Yes. Oh, it, 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 it is absolutely topic. Now that Dave has embarrassed, David's embarrassed us by telling a story on us, I got to tell a story on him. As you can imagine, they came, they're buying stuff. Well, it turns out that they need an extra, Ian needs an extra suitcase oh, to carry all, yes. of, all of his haul home. <laughs> Well, directly across the hotel from the hotel is a Costco. So Dave and Ian go over to go to Costco to buy an extra piece of luggage to haul everything home. They didn't realize that Costco was a membership-only store. They somehow managed to walk in without ever getting carded. Found they looked lu- like they knew what they were doing. Yeah, found, found the luggage, went to checkout. At which point, of course, they don't have a membership card. And using their smooth Aussie charms, they still managed to convince the folks at Costco, even though they weren't members, to let them buy it. Yes, thank you, Jennifer, from Costco in <laughs> Omaha for that. <laughs> that was a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> oh, that was a perfect story. But you got the suitcase. You got, we the, got suitcase. the suitcase. Yeah, we yes. did. It'll be worth it. Get all that stuff home. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Ian's been buying like a madman. Good, he, good for him. Which is, he, well, he normally buys like a madman anyway, but this is gone to another level this time. <laughs> no, that raises, was, that raises a question I meant to ask you all at breakfast that sure. I didn't. When you bring this stuff home, yep. What's the custom situation? Oh, no problem. Oh, no, okay. No. They're so, only they only are interested in tobacco and alcohol coming oh, back into the country. Great. So anything else, we're fine. So you don't get slapped the VAT or the no, import tax. No, oh, that's no, good. Good. No, <laughs> no, that, none of that. It take all the fun out. Well, of Well, hang on. For which us. custom are we talking about? We're talking about the border control, or no, no. when I get through the front door at home, that custom. Oh, oh, well, well, that's. <laughs> oh, you're going to pay for that one for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, I suspect a trip to Paris is in your future. Or well, it's already like that. booked in, actually. It's, <laughs> it's, it's one of the uh, ways I've managed to get out here to Omaha by promising to take her to Paris again. So that's already locked in, unfortunately. Or well, fortunately. Well, well, right. yes. we'll, we'll edit that out, Dave. <laughs> we won't hang you out to dry yeah. on that one. That'd you can un- hang me out. She doesn't listen to uh, any of our podcasts. So oh, cool. Did I tell you the story of my wife? is totally uninterested in our podcast. 
but some neighbors and my brother-in-law and all had asked. And so my wife finally asked me, you do a podcast. She knew that. And she goes, what's the name of it? I told her, On the Bench. Because I, 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 I wanted her to start listening and wonder why I was speaking with an Australian accent. <laughs> oh, that is very cheeky of you. It was. Very cheeky. Yeah, well, I'll, is, I'll is, is there the anything price. else you want to do here before you guys shuffle off in, uh, in, on Sunday? Um. Here in Omaha? No, we're... Or at the show. At the show, no. I think I've, I've done the about two laps now of all the kits that are uh, on so the display. So a couple more of those probably. Yeah. So I'll do another couple of those. Um, there's no way I'm, you've seen all the models. Yet. No, but I'm just sitting over here and there's a vendor over there. It looks like it might have a Romeo version of the um, um, Seahawk. Yes. And if it is, I think I'm going to have to walk over and buy that because that's very hard to get kit. So <laughs> I'm, <laughs> it's just dangerous sitting here. You can, you, got a good view. Your, you can cast your eyes over everything and say, well, I've been over there yet. <laughs> well, he, he's opening to open to bargaining. Make him an offer. <laughs> the Las Vegas crew put us in a corner like this at request, and, and I asked the same thing of these guys. Well, and, it's worked out uh, well. And they accommodated yeah. us, and we've got all kinds of room, and we've had extra chairs for you guys to come around and sit if you needed to. We've almost got like a mini dojo here, yeah, haven't you? that's right. From behind, except no alcohol's allowed here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> allowed, you, maybe you're right. Yeah. None here might not be true. Wink. Wink. <laughs> like might have something in the backpack that some uh, some generous listener brought by early this morning. You've yeah. got, you guys have really done well with uh, the whiskey from the listeners bringing it in. My Lord. Somehow this has It's getting a little embarrassing. Yes. <laughs> it it's it's embarrassing to be loved so much. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I must admit, that's what's blown me away, too. The amount of people who come up to us and, you know, thank us for what we've been doing, producing over the last couple of years. Um, well, hold and, off just a second. That's a yeah. topic that we want to talk about, and, oh. and we'll, we'll, we'll close on that one. Sure. What We did a roundtable like that in Las Vegas, and we had some feelings about it when it was all done, mm. similar to yours, mm. almost exactly like yours, actually. S- start again and tell us what you thought of that experience. Um, I was humbled. I really was. Yes. I, 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 I couldn't believe how much impact that we have on people who are listening to us. And it's surprising what, you know, the spoken word can do to, you don't know what you do can have an impact on somebody else, somewhere else, you know, locked yep. away in a basement somewhere. Halfway around the world. A hundred percent. And I've actually had somebody who's come up to me and said, you know, uh, listening to the podcast and he means all of them is sort of helped change his life. He was, he was right on the edge at one point and the thought of, you know, oh, I wonder what the next podcast is going to be about sort of didn't help him from, but it, but it gave him another reason to sort of, you know, just keep going the next forward. day. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, to have that impact on somebody from just, you know, guys who just sit around and, and just talk about modelling, that's incredibly humbling. Yes. And it's quite, it's quite emotional. Actually. Yes. Yes, it was. We, we had one... Not at the round table last year. We had, we had a, a listener mail come in our first year. And this guy had a modeling buddy. And then I guess it was a... His modeling buddy died. Yeah. They'd gone from like face-to-face, hanging out, doing modeling mm-hmm. to... COVID. COVID remote. And then this guy just suddenly died, not from COVID. Yeah. And he's having... And he, it's the same kind of story. It was yeah. like a, really humbling and we just couldn't believe it. So... Yeah. I agree with you. It's... 
you, you look at how many people we're reaching, it's really mind blowing. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's just a lot of fun, and I don't. I don't know that we're going to give this up anytime soon. No, absolutely not. This no. is too much fun. And it, look what it's done for our modeling. So, I'm still slow, but I'm not you're, as slow as I was. You're getting there. I'm getting there. You're getting there. Well, Dave, <laughs> thanks for having a little chat with us. No worries. And uh, hopefully we'll see you at breakfast again tomorrow because that's been fun. Because yeah, uh, We've got to talk about things other than, than modeling, and I really appreciate that because that means you're really starting to get to know somebody. Yeah. Cool. And I appreciate that. No worries at all. All right, man. Thank you. Well, Take continue. care. The on the bench crowd being there. It was one of the highlights of, of a show that was absolutely filled end to end with highlights. You felt an instant attachment, or at least I did. And we had a great time. The Aussies are great people. They hold up their country well because, you know, Australians have the, have the reputation of being super friendly, super open, and they are. And they they absolutely fit that stereotype. I can't wait for Dave to come back. We're talking about trying to get him back. He can't do twenty four, but uh, or I mean twenty three. But uh, we're talking about trying to get him back here for twenty four. Well, that'd be fun because it's a whole lot shorter drive than Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, it was big fun, and I tell you. Um, the thing I enjoyed most, I think, about them being here was uh, we managed to have breakfast with them most mornings. Almost every morning. Almost every morning, except the last one because we didn't eat breakfast at the hotel. And, and what it is, it's it's it may sound a little silly, but, you know, w- when you sit around for a length of time and it start, you, start, you start talking about things that aren't necessarily podcasting or the hobby of scale modeling and you start talking about other stuff. Yes. Uh, that's when you really get to know somebody. And I just really, I really enjoyed that. And uh, all three of those guys had some interesting conversations. All, all three of them, super guys. I look forward to the next time we can see one, two, or three of them in person again. Uh, it was just, just fabulous. And I'm so glad they came over and they dropped a lot of cash to come over and do that. Yes. And between the three of them. And I, I really hope they feel it was worth the trip because it, it was, it was, it was worth it for us, but we didn't, we didn't have any money invested. <laughs> yeah, not that kind of money, at least. I completely agree with you. The f- sitting with them every morning, having breakfast, and we, you know, we were obviously talking about a lot of show stuff and modeling stuff and all, but we quickly were talking about, you know, everything from home prices to taxes to Dave telling us about what his job entails. And, and, uh, it was, Really great. You, you've from listening to them on the podcast, you kind of feel like you know them. But then when you're sitting down having breakfast with them and and just going wherever the conversation takes you, it it just takes it to a whole nother level. Thanks to the Australians. Cheers, mate. Well, Dave, our next segment involves the uh, 2023 IPMS National Convention, which is a, a redo, sort of of sorts. Take two of San Marcos, Texas. We had a, a short conversation with uh, the show chairman, Lynn Pilhoffer. Let us know a little bit of insight into what's in store for that. We're hoping to kick off that relationship with him and uh, start promoting that show soon. Lynn and I actually had, had uh, interacted before because, as as Mike mentioned, 2020 was the show that had to be canceled for COVID. Uh, I've I kind of assisted Lynn and and IPMS USA in dealing with that. Um, Lynn Lynn lived 
every show chairman's nightmare. And not only did he survive it and get through it, but did not dampen his enthusiasm to go through it all again to put on the convention that they had worked so hard for. So I'm I'm getting the feeling that San Marcos is going to be uh, an extravaganza. And we're going to do everything we can to make it that way. Well, Dave, at the table right now is Mr. Lynn Pilhoffer, who is the show chairman for the 2023 IPMS National Convention in San Marcos, Texas, the one that got scrubbed by COVID a couple of years ago. Lynn, how about a hot take on what's going on for San Marcos? Well, we are still in the planning stages. Uh, actually, you know, since we're almost wrapped up with Omaha now, uh, we're going to go into full gear. Uh, good news is that our team has done a lot of work, you know, of course, leading up to 2020, so that we're able to wrap things up, put it on the shelf, and then uh, we're going to unwrap everything. Uh, we have been already getting ready and uh, going to high gear as soon as we get back from Omaha in, in the next few weeks. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, dive into more with your questions. But, you know, the first thing is the hotel block and the reservations. Uh, that's what we're going to be focusing on to make sure that goes smooth in the coming uh, next month or two. Do you, do you know, do you have a hard date yet? For- no, I d- when the when the hotel no rooms I'm shooting for sep- I'm shooting for September um, one of the uh, one of the first things I'm going to do when I get back is reach out to Embassy Suites they work with you a year out from your convention since ours is going to start on the second of August so second of August yeah, 2022 is when I'll work start and work with them that we'll get assigned a room block manager and then I'll work with them on the exact date when the room block will go live uh, to membership and gotcha. I'm fully aware of all the hiccups that have happened not just with this show, but also in the lead up to 2020, actually, there were some hiccups with the uh, room block between us and the embassy suites that I want to make sure we do not repeat again. Yeah. So I am very aware of those for those of you that are listening. And I'll be uh, part of my best friend in the month of September will be the room block manager. I'll be on the phone with him <laughs> or her every day. And I'll be communicating with the IPMS membership on a routine basis, whether it's via the website, our website, Nats, uh, www.nats2023.com. I'll be active on the IPMS forum. Uh, we'll have a Facebook page up, and we'll probably be using the new Wild Apricot system to right. email everybody, send emails out to all IPMS members with the uh, with the hotel details as well as all the other convention details in the coming year. Now, you and your team, have, have any of you done a national convention yeah. before? No. We have so not. this is this is new for all. The, unlike, uh, yeah, uh, Omaha, who's what? This is number four. four. Um, so we are very good at practicing to have a convention. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> this is actually the seed of this conve- of the 2023 convention. The seed was planted when Alamo Squadron in San Antonio put a bid in in 2016 to host the 2018 convention that eventually went to Phoenix. Right. And then at this convention in 2017, which was actually my first convention as an IPMS member, 2017 here in Omaha, was my, I was, I'm a relatively new IPMS member. Um, in 2017, the IPMS e-board approached the, the guys who did the bid for Phoenix to host in Phoenix or to host in 2018 uh, to revive that bid and bring it. And IPMS said they would like to see it again. So on that ride home... I rode with two other members of our club. Um, they talked to me, talked me into being the chairman uh, for the bid, and so I agreed. And so, really, this this bid's been alive since 2016, yeah. and we're finally getting around to, to executing it. And hopefully, I'm not going to say for sure, you know, it, anything can happen. But 
Uh, chances are we'll hold the convention next year in 2023, and it'll be our it'll be our first one for Alamo Squadron and the rest of Team Texas that's helping us from Houston and Central Texas as well. Well, I will tell you that I admire you greatly for the for the simple reason that you lived every yep. convention manager's nightmare, convention chairman nightmare, yeah. which is having something intervene to kill or wound the convention. And I know you and I worked together we when, did, yes. when when we were having to make the call and and basically cancel the convention. Yeah. And I that that after all the work you and your team did, that had to just be a Yeah, I had punch. mixed I had mixed feelings going in. You know, I watched everything like everybody else the spring of twenty twenty, watched everything start to change on us, you know, the whole just the world change on the way how we do things and part of me wanted to have the convention to do it and get it behind us and the other part of me wanted to have the opportunity to postpone it in order to make it really good and so I'm, I guess I'm I guess I can say I'm happy that we were having the chance to to do it right this time because if we did hold it in 2020 it would have probably been a very reduced capacity oh, yes. type, yeah. type event and we yep. would have held it just to have it, and so I think we did right make the right move. IPMS did make the right move, and we were NBC Suites worked with us. Yeah, we had openings in '23, and it worked. I think it's going to work out for everybody. Well, I'll tell you what, I cannot wait to come down to San Marcos. <laughs> I keep trying to convince Mike to go buy a car that we're going to drive it. Um, yeah, he he keeps going back and forth, but we'll see. I'll get <laughs> I'll get him in a vehicle, and we'll get well, down there. You know, you're going to have our support, yeah, as we always do. Yep. So and you guys will get a table. All right. All right. We we'll appreciate it. Model Mojo table. And we will be checking in with you from time to time. Yep. I hope you'll come on the podcast. Just let me know and we can I can dial in from my from my location from my house and I'll be happy to chat with you guys, give you guys updates throughout the year as to you know how things are going. Once I have more details, they'll go on the website obviously, but we can talk about them here and get them out to all the members. All, all right. All your listeners. That's well, fantastic. Lynn, thanks for stopping by. We won't keep you too long because this vendor room stuff's about to be over. Awesome. And uh Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. For All having, right. Thank thanks, you. guys, for having take me on. Care. Take You're care. Welcome. Bye. Sure sounds like Lynn is chomping at the bit for this second chance at this thing, man. And I'm sure they had a lot of front-end work still in place. They got a lot of time to really hype this thing and, and get a lot of people to come, I think, because uh, I imagine a lot of this is already done. Having had to plan for the convention in 2020, I think a lot of the work has been done, and that gives them a lot of time to polish the edges, to make it even better, to add the bells and whistles. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that the guys in Texas are going to do that. Uh, they are definitely chomping at the bit to do it. I, I, I'll be honest with you, even though it's going to be a long drive to get there, I'd hop in a car tomorrow to to, to head down there. Well, Dave, this next one is uh, near and dear to you and yes. me at this yep. point. Now, now that I've met the man and uh, we, we see the hobby of not entirely through the same lens, but there's a lot of overlap in that Venn diagram in the way he models and the way I model. Yes. And he does things with airplanes that uh, you like to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> won't, you enter, won't you set this one up I'm, for us? This, this, of course, is Steve Hustad from uh, Minnesota. Uh, Steve is a modeler that I've admired for uh, quite a while. His work has really 
been impressive, and he's I've seen it at numerous nationals. Now, keep in mind when you listen to this segment, this segment was recorded before the awards were announced. That's important because you're going to hear a prediction in there, and on the other side, we'll talk more about that. But Steve is also a really, really great human being. So let's listen to Steve and hear what he has to say. Mike, uh, we've got uh, previous guest Steve Hustad's here, and uh, uh, we ran into him, and he brought his uh, several of his models, and they're definitely worth talking about. So we wanted to grab a minute and uh, have a short conversation. Well, we've more than met him here. We've hung out a little bit, and yes. talked to you a little bit, and picked your brain a little bit, and had some fun. Fed him a little bourbon. A yeah. little bit. And you guys gave me a hangover, so, you know. That's oh, fun. surely not. Oh, come on. <laughs> a good one. Yeah, a good one. Yeah. A small one. Yeah. Well, what do you think of the show? I love it. It's uh, it's 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 a great location for the show. Uh, the uh, the convention center is fabulous. They've got uh, a couple of nice hotels attached on each side, and vendors and the contest in the middle. And really, if you just wanted to come and stay in this venue and not leave, you'd be in great shape. But yeah, to be honest with you, other than uh, going out to grab a little bit of food, uh, we've not left the building. No, we're going to yeah. leave tonight, though. Yes, we are. We're going to go get a good steak dinner tonight. That's it. We did that last night, so yeah, that was fun. Well, which so, which of your projects did you bring? What dinner? Uh, let's see. Um, I brought uh, some single engine aircraft. I brought a Sonya, seventy second scale Sonya. Oh, that was yours. I took a picture of that. That that's lovely. And uh, let's see, a Focke-Wulf FW one ninety D nine seventy second. And uh, not the IGB DG kit though. It was oh, okay. The old one, the, the, the Tamiya with the Loon models ring. Right. And a uh, little ME one sixty three rocket fighter. Um, Albatross W four seventy second. Now are these all standalones, not dioramas. These are all standalones. Okay. Uh, dioramas. I brought the uh, Battle of Britain uh, sheep herder diorama. Yeah, I need to go look at that again. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I want to look at that one close up. <laughs> and the. Uh, the J884 A4 that was uh, blown up, I call it blown up and souvenired, that's over there in the dioramas. So. In fact, the sheep one made the flyer for the Chicago figure show. Yeah, it was, that's a good show, too. That's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, we used oh, to go yeah. to that. But. Yeah. So how, how many conventions do you, have you been to? Do you know nationals? You know, I was trying to count those up last night, and I think uh, this is number 11 or 12. Okay. So. okay. Well, you've you got to admit this. They've done a great job here. It they, is. They always do a great job, and and uh, Omaha is a, a nice central location for a lot of people. I, it's probably out of the way for a lot, but um, yeah, my first convention I think was '91 uh, in St. Louis was my first one. We were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to have you on in a future episode soon to talk about figures and, and dioramas in 72nd scale. Okay. But I noticed you brought the Friedrichshafen mm-hmm. and entered it. I'm going to lay down a marker. We are recording this before the before the awards are announced. I'm going to lay down a marker. I am betting that ends up as best aircraft. But um, have you have you bought much here? Have you picked up? 
I haven't bought any kits, but I've I've been suckered in suckered into a lot of aftermarket sets and uh, um, tools. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I've bought a lot of tools. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anytime UMM USA shows up, there's yeah. a lot of tools, and then there's a couple other tool vendors here. Yeah. But for like you say, coming up with the the next segment um, with uh, seventy second scale figures for dioramas, yeah, we can talk about that and the pluses and cons and what's available what isn't and what you have to do to them to make them look halfway decent and not make them look like hobbits yeah so. <laughs> we will definitely have a full-blown episode on that yeah that'll be fun all right steve we just want to get a quick take from you and uh, kind of tease out for that episode we'll let you get back to shopping okay for this this closing up here not too long okay yeah. <laughs> well, it was really good to see you guys again and, all right and uh, the mojo dojo was a lot of fun <laughs> so en- encourage that for future attendees so <laughs> whether you guys wanted it or not so yeah. we, we might have to find a off-site yeah we're, yeah. Facility. we're, we're, we're gonna have to re- arrange a large room or something <laughs> yeah that might be better all but, right uh, well, it was you, a lot of fun though you take care you too thanks steve thanks, thanks. That was a, a great discussion with Steve, and you heard me make a prediction. You did, and Dave. You, you, you called the uh, best aircraft. Yes, I called the best aircraft, and I told him also, uh, although it's not on the recording, that I thought he had a good shot at best in show. And Steve won both best aircraft and best in show at the National. And that's really impressive because the quality of the models on the tables were just, I think, consistently top to bottom better than I have ever seen at a national. There wasn't you you looked at almost all the categories and you couldn't you couldn't immediately dismiss one or two models or whatever. They were all of a consistently good quality. And uh for Steve to triumph the way he did in that environment is all the more impressive. And it's even more impressive that he's a good guy. Uh, I love spending time with Steve. I love spending time with his friend, Mark, who came with him and who actually made the connection for us to be able to interview him the first time we did uh, a number of episodes ago. And we got to spend time with both of them and had a grand old time. We were fortunate. We got to see Steve's model that that did so well at, at the Nationals in uh Omaha, we got to see that model in Indianapolis. Yes. And I, I tell you, that thing's near the top of the uh, the pyramid as far as, I don't even know what to call it, but at the bottom's aircraft model. Yes. Right? Yep. Somewhere in the next level is float plane model aircraft. Yep. Okay. You're, you've kind of moved up a notch now. You got more Move, crap. moved you up got, the difficulty level a bit. You got, you got more crap to align and uh, some, uh, you picked up some rigging probably. Yep. Then it goes to multi-wing. Now, yep. as if as if two weren't enough, this one has three. Yes, it does. So he's moved up the difficulty pyramid quite a bit. And yep. I mean, that's a lot. A lot of rigging. A lot of crap yes. to get aligned. Yep. And uh, the cherry on top is there is no kit for this thing. That's right. Scratch so built. It's a scratch built model. It doesn't. It's 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 pretty gobsmacking, really, when you look at it. Oh. And then, then on top of it, the cherry on the on the top of the Sunday is you've got lozenge camouflage. So he has to apply decal 
lozenge camouflage decal over the entirety of the model. <laughs> that, that you then put struts in and attach rigging to, and you got to make sure things line up. And it just, honest to gosh, I, I don't know how he did it. You could give me, you could give me a lifetime and I couldn't come up with something that nice. And it just, this sounds like a cliche, but it took your breath away when you looked at it. It was like, I, I, I just don't see how he did it. And then he floated it on a water base. Yes. And then he did a really, really <laughs> great base that looks exactly like actual water. Well, we're going to have Steve back real soon. Yes. And to, talk, to talk about some uh, 72nd scale figure work and how he pulls that off in a little more detail than we covered in this, his initial episode with us. And uh, uh, I don't know, the scope of this might in, get into uh, some more about that model, I suspect. Oh, I suspect we'll be talking about that. Well, until we get that on the docket, Dave, which is a word you're familiar with. Yes. There was another vendor at the show who created a little bit of stir in Las Vegas. Bases by Bill. And uh, we're going to have a little word from them again. Have you ever struggled with how to display a contest winning model or a project you've completed after many weeks, months, or even years of work? Or how about to present a model you've built to a veteran or family member and have the desire to protect it so it can be enjoyed for many years down the road? Bases by Bill has the solution. Their museum-quality display cases are the perfect way to protect and enhance a special model. Built by modelers for modelers, Bases by Bill display cases are available for any type of model in any size. Check out their website at basesbybill.com to see their new range of Astro cases in 18 different sizes or to get a quote on your own custom-built display case. Visit their website at basesbybill.com. That's Bases by Bill for all your model base and display case needs. You know, Mike, when we got to Omaha, my very first purchase from any vendor was a base from Bases by Bill. Their stuff is so good they, and su such a wide variety. And affordable. Um, and affordable. Uh, I mean, unbelievably affordable for what, for what they're producing. And in addition, they're willing to do custom work. A really good vendor, a really nice, nice person in their, their dealing, in their dealings with modelers. They're looking to get modelers what they want or what they need. And, you know, I'm, I've got several of their bases and I'm sure that I'm going to be getting more. So, Mike, uh, we're coming toward the end. Uh, I assume your modeling fluid glass is a little bit lower than when we started been kind of a neutral situation because i brought the bottle down to the <laughs> my my own mojo dojo my workshop and so i could remember so i wouldn't have to remember all this stuff well that gives you a chance to refresh so what do you think this is a uh, i tell you it's 96 proof it's not terribly hot it's pretty smooth it's a little sweet on the front end but it's got a nice spice to it not quite mm -hmm. bullet bullet spice but uh it's there. There's a little caramel, a little vanilla. I've had worse bourbons from Kentucky, <laughs> Dave. So that's yeah. that's ac that's actually kind of a backhanded compliment. It is indeed. Yeah. If if I was at an event and somebody offered me this, I would not turn it down. This is pretty Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, how's yours? Uh, this is the 
Ava Gardner Private Select from uh, Seven Jars uh, Distillery down in North Carolina. It's 101 proof. And the first sip was hot. And I was like, ooh. But especially as the ice melted, you you lost that that heat completely. It it's very smooth. There's a little bit of uh, uh, sweet and cherry on the back end. But man, this is this is something I would definitely have again. I would go out and get this for myself. And uh, you know, I like you. I've had a lot of bourbons from Kentucky that were way. Uh, way less tasty than this is. So <laughs> now a lot of those come in plastic bottles. Well, yeah, bottles. okay, yes, that's right. Now, now is that one? Is it marketed as a bourbon? I don't remember. I'd have to look at the bottle. And unlike you, I was not smart enough to bring the model into my modeling room. Well, I so, had some of that in the dojo, certainly Wednesday night, and probably after that. But yeah, um. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. So it it is it is really really nice. I I'll tell you I I definitely enjoyed it, and uh, I'm going to continue to enjoy it since I got the bottle on that one. Well, we don't know how available this stuff is outside of their own geographies. So that's true. I don't that's know if these true. are recommendations or not. They're more shout outs to the folks who've given them to us. Yep. And Bob, I've got to tell you, I really really like this. Thank you very much. God help we get a bad one. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were no while there were tons of jokes about peanut butter whiskey, there were no actual peanut butter whiskeys given. Although one listener did give me a jar of Jif, which is upstairs in my kitchen right now. <laughs> so Mike, we've got a lot of shout or we've got shout outs coming up here. And I don't know about you, but I've got I've got some shout outs. So uh We'll, we'll try not to to take too long with these, but uh, so who's your first shout out? I suspect we'll overlap on yes. this one because it's the obvious one after going to Nats. Uh, I want to shout out Scott Hackney and the and the twenty twenty two Nats absolutely. Team. From from my point of view, everything went smooth. Registration, all that online stuff. We got our rooms. All that worked out fine. The tour was good. They did a good job, but they're old hats at this. So that's I was going to say they're they're professionals now by so, this time. We'll be ready the next time it comes around to Omaha. But uh, yep. you know the facility was great. You were right. Uh, it was it was looking at the vendor room maps. I thought it was going to be a lot tighter than it was, but uh, yeah. it it wasn't. Uh, I, and I tell you, I think Scott. I hope you're listening. Uh, my only complaint from the national convention was not anything to do with the national convention, but it was to do with uh, the embassy suites. Uh, they, they didn't have any chocolate milk in the free, in the refrigerator, in the, in the kitchen area at breakfast. <laughs> and they had the water softener turned up to 11. Well, if, the, if those are your only complaints, you got no complaints. Uh, that's that's I, right. I agree. The facility is perfect for what we do. It is just as, as Scott Scott referred to it, right sized. Having the two hotels on the on each end were fantastic. We, other than going out for one very fine meal and then going over for one not so fine lunch, we didn't need to leave the hotel. We didn't need to leave the convention center. 
and everybody all being in that one place facilitated it it surely facilitated wednesday night in our hotel room it facilitated breakfasts uh it just you you were constantly around all of the other attendees and yeah i i i echo your shout out the guys from omaha deserve big praise they did a great job and i hope they'll do it again well so we don't sound like a couple of total rah-rahs the lighting issue not the fault of the convention team but that's a perennial thing i mean this 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 hobby requires for proper viewing or or ideal viewing a lighting situation which most convention facilities just can't deliver yes so unless the host chapter is willing to uh to change the paradigm there and do something different. You know, you kind of get what you get and it wasn't terrible. No, listen, while it wasn't, it wasn't perfect. It was definitely acceptable. It was standard or above standard for most IPMS uh, national shows. The only, the only criticism is very, very minor is that I think I would have chosen white or light gray tablecloths rather than black so that you would get more reflection of the available light. But that's that's picking nits at this point. So do you have another shout out? I want to shout out Scott and the Plastic Posse podcast and uh, Darren and his team at uh, Model Geeks for the group builds. Uh, great job, guys. Scott's crew kind of put their toes in the water in, in Las Vegas, but man, you talk about a, a step change from a, in a year as to what they were able to deliver. Pretty damn impressive, Dave. I would shout out both of those same groups. We got to spend time with both of those guys, groups of guys. I'd like to shout out, and rather obviously, I guess, the OTB crew. This, you know, for us, we're, we're, we're complaining about a 10 hour drive or a nine hour drive. These guys flew halfway across the freaking world and showed up and they represented, they came, they brought models. If I'm going halfway around the world, I'm not sure I'm bringing a model. And they traveled with their models. They entered, they had beautiful work. And, you know, they're a bunch of great guys. They're guys you'd want to hang out with anytime, anywhere. And it was great to spend time with them. Well, I want to shout out Evan and Bruce. Yeah. They didn't quite come as far as uh, Australia, but uh, given the current health situation climate, they, they did finally come across the border from Canada to the United States. And it was just a lot of fun hanging out with those guys in the hotel room in the evening and uh, they went to lunch with us one day. They went to, they went to their one big dinner. Want to give those guys a shout out. One of the nice things in Omaha is, is Evan gave us a preview of some of his upcoming episodes uh, and they're going to be good. So I can't wait to, I can't wait to see them. And I, I second that shout out. Well, you got any more? I probably have 10 more shout outs, but you know, uh, the, the episodes getting long, I'm getting tired and my voice is starting to go. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that for this time. I'll tell you what, Mike, I've been to 27 conventions. This one is top five, maybe top two or three. 
how is this not the top? Because we had Evan come down from Canada. We had the yes. Aussies come over from Australia. Yep. We, as got, far as- we got your favorite modeler Modeler winning best in show winning best show and in our hotel room a couple nights having some uh beverages with us that's an awfully strong argument for for best the only Uh, one you you must be hung up on numbers that the only one that possibly competes is is chattanooga in 2019 uh the last one before the big covid it was a huge convention it was a great facility Jim came to my house and then we drove down together. It's the only one that even comes close. And yes, I will be honest with you from a people standpoint, Omaha's the best convention I've ever been to just because we got to hang out with so many good people. The Vegas was great given the number of people who stopped by, who said they listened and, and, and came by. The number in Omaha was just, there was a constant stream of people coming by. You know, it was great to talk to all of them. They're all really, really nice people and and all into this hobby. And I had a lot of fun, but man, am I tired. Well, in closing, I've got one more. Go ahead. And it's again, it's, it's, it's Scott and the posse guys, mostly Scott and, and JB, I think for coordinating not only our, uh, well, it was, it was on the seminar docket. It was, uh, it was the, uh, the round table with, with all the podcasters and, and, and a, and a couple of YouTube guys and, uh, our little mixer the night before when we, <laughs> yes. first, when we first got there, it, it, it means a lot to me and I'm sure it does to you too. And I know it means a lot to everyone who was sitting on that panel. Uh, just that the reach the podcasts have had was kind of a surprise to all of us. Yes. Because nobody said, I want to start a podcast to reach a lot of people and uh, have them appreciated a whole bunch. Yeah. That probably wasn't, well, we know it wasn't. We we were at the, we were at the, uh, the seminar round table and we, we, we all went into it for, for various reasons. Some of it was community building, but I still think even for those folks that what came back was, was tenfold what they thought it was going to be. Well, Dave Goldfinch said it, you know, this was obviously, he had never participated in something like this before the OTB guys hadn't. And we were at breakfast the next morning with, with Dave and, and Ian, I think Julian was still in the room and Dave talked about how humbling it was to have people tell you that what you're doing means so much to them or help them get through COVID or help them start to model again or help them be inspired to finish more. I mean, uh, he said he was humble and, and I think that's probably a really good word. I think so. And we are as well. Absolutely. We are. And we can't wait for San Marcos. Mike, I've got one final shout out. The guys at Heritage Con who put on the Musaru Cup. Oh yeah. They did me a solid. I I spent the entire convention denying well, Hopefully it was a happy accident. It, it, I spent the entire convention denying that I had bribed them, denying that uh, any money had changed hands uh, or that I even had prior knowledge but the guys at the at heritage con who run the musaru cup selected the arma p2 
72nd scale P51 as the build for next year for for the Musaru. And I could not possibly be happier. So big shout out, guys. Thank you for doing me a solid. And I promise you, I'm going to get this thing done. And I am going to make an effort to get to Heritage Con next year to actually bring it. Well, I know your seat cushion is relieved because uh, when they walked in with that stack of Arma Hobbies kits, uh, you let go of the seat cushion. <laughs> yes. I had been clenching before then. There is right. no, there is no doubt. They, high, I, high I've never been, that's right. <laughs> high pucker. I have never been so relieved to see Arma P51s in my life. So now it's not the subject, but it's the quality of the build, Dave. Yeah, and that that worries me because I know some of these other guys who are building, and and I'm worried now. I've got to uphold your your the 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 honor of of Plastic Model Mojo because you set the bar really high, and uh, so we'll see where it goes from here. But thank you guys. Well, Dave, we had a great convention. Yes, we're going to get ready for the next one. Yes, we've got a local show that we got. Yep. We got to show up for and represent. Absolutely. Until then, Dave, as, as we always say, so many kits, so little time. See you soon, Mike. All right, Dave. Take it.